Welcome to OK Stupid, a guide to self-sabotage in the world of online dating. The names have been changed throughout this story. I should have changed my own. All right, welcome to episode four. Very exciting. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Do you? All right, before we start this week's episode, before we, no, just me, before I, before I start this week, just do a quick recap of last week. It was uh, my little imaginary version of how matchmaking has evolved, how we wound up with online dating. I started off with the uh, precursors to that, which was uh, some caveman family, motherly advice, things like that. And then I uh, gave a little more backstory to why I needed to resort to online dating by giving some failed examples of trying to meet women. And one of the stories I told was it, it happened, I don't know, 10, over 10 years ago where I went and took a class and met this lovely woman, Gretchen, who went on a date with me, and, but then she told me she was dating a man and how the hell could I compete with a man? I couldn't. But look, see, one of the things I've mentioned a, a few times, I think, is that the internet's creepy. Online dating is creepy and... And I, as I retold this story and edited last, last episode, I, I, I got creepy again. Say I went into the internet and said, oh, I wonder whatever happened to this woman that was dating a man. And I entered her name and I found out she just lives a handful of blocks away from me. I'm not going to look her up. That, more than that, I'm not going to go outside her building. I'm no less creepy than you, okay? Because you've done this. You've gone onto Facebook and seen what's happened to various people throughout your life, and, and then you've probably friended them. I didn't do that. I just saw that, and I was like, I, this is weird that she's clearly following me around the country because the last time I knew her was in San Francisco, and now she winds up out in New York. Come on, what's the odds? doesn't matter. She doesn't like coffee, and I've moved on with my life. The more I talk about this, the creepier I sound. I'm not creepy. Look, the thing, the internet just makes us creepy. It's not me. It, okay, it enables me, and you too, don't deny it. I know. I know the reason, the only reason you're on LinkedIn. Oh, whatever happened to my ex-boy boss that I had a crush on? Yeah, we know. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm doing it to find a job. Whatever. It's all, we can have our pants around our ankles most of the day. <sighs> Look, let's just listen to this episode, okay? Enjoy. The Mile High Club. For a few years, I lived in San Francisco, and I didn't buy into the culture out there, but I embraced their fashion sense. My, my wardrobe was all hemp clothing dyed with the tears of indigenous children. Turned my skin an itchy shade of red, so I knew it was authentic. I walked around with a psychedelic gleam in my eye and pretended it was okay. I was okay. The ladies, all seven of them in San Francisco, were not interested. And why should they be? Every third guy out there was a paper millionaire working at a dot-com. I was employed at Apple before the iPhone. Wasn't that cool? At the holidays, I would fly back to New York to visit family, 
And on one flight, while the rest of the passengers got smashed on tiny little bottles of personality, I read a thick tome. Across the aisle from me was a girl about 20 levels out of my league. Uh, She was the only other person not drinking. I made eye contact, saw her green eyes, and I did the right thing. Got right back to reading my book. Sure, she looked at me and smiled, but hey, I had a book to read, okay? That's quite the book you're reading, my fantasy girl said to me. Uh, me? What? The book was red, my shirt woven by a hard-working family of llama breeders at the base of the Andes, was also red. Thanks. I chose it because it matched my outfit. She laughed. Holy shit. My brain and mouth had worked to say something clever to a beautiful girl. I was maturing. What is it? She asked. I turned the spine towards her. Socialism. Yeah, the book was called Socialism. Socialism. I'm going to see if they can take I'm going to see if they can take the plane to Cuba. Look, this was pre-9/11. Jokes about hijacking a plane were fine. Hell, a few months before this flight, I'd carried road flares onto a plane, which is a class C or B explosive. At the airport, security made a joke to me about not using them to light a cigar and just waved me through. Socialism, she said to me with a cocked eyebrow. Yep, I plan to work my way up to communism, fascism, and then on to fisting. God. (laughs) Yeah. In hindsight, this gigantic mistake was caused by three factors. One, she was gorgeous. Two, the first thing I said to her was smooth, which increased my confidence, and that led to three, I became myself. I really wanted to message Sexy Sagan for good reasons and not pure nonsense reasons. Based on her profile, I should have sent something less me, but what fun would that have been? She said she was an astronomer and wondered if curiosity was lonely on Mars. Adorable. Here's the message I sent her. Hi. I think curiosity is quite content in Pasadena. Some NASA administrator that has since been disappeared let it slip that the photos back from the so-called Red Planet... Communism, yes, looks strikingly similar to the deserts of Pasadena. Now, whether or not Pasadena is real or not, well, don't get me started. My eyes are also green and brown and change color depending on what I'm wearing. That's what people tell me. Some of those people also tell me that Mars is real. In conclusion, if you've gotten this far, well, what does that say for your life choices? Cheers, Anthony. If anyone finds a sexy astronomer wandering around the deserts of Pasadena yelling, Here, Curie, Curie, Curiosity, tell her I'm waiting for her response. Brooklyn Books was looking to escape office life. Hi, there are numerous strategies to escape in office forever. One, rope ladder. Two, develop cubophobia. A newly minted fear where the thought of a casual Friday makes you weep. Three, Become emperor of the world and ban all offices. Of course, the downsides are that most healthcare providers are located in offices. Perhaps you can get them to change their name to Shaman Villages of Wonder. Cheers, Anthony.
I scan the newspapers every day, hoping that I don't read about a rope ladder out of a skyscraper mishap. Computer dating, the precursor to online dating, entered the world at a pivotal point in society's evolution. Reagan and Thatcher were in power, factory jobs were being eliminated, and the new members of the new workforce were seeking a big payday. Before the riches, they'd settle for credit. Applying for credit is turning your faith to the machines. You enter your relevant details into a computer, it spits out a score, and we believe it because it's there on the screen. If it's on a screen, a goddamn computer screen, it must be true. If a computer is smart enough to know that I'm ready to move beyond layaway, then it's probably smart enough to know who I should mate with. At the same time, people began to realize that the worst matchmakers are their own friends and family. These normally well-behaved, caring people, people that would volunteer to donate an organ for me, have turned me into their personal lab rat. He hasn't been laid in a while. Let's throw him in a room with a piece of cheese and see what happens. These ambush dates that they've put me on have not been done because they're cruel or they want to amuse themselves. No, they do it because they want to see me happy. And they're dicks. If you really want to know what your friends and family think of you, ask them to set you up. When you meet the person that they think will be just perfect for you, you'll know that your friends and family secretly think you're a schmuck. Your friends as matchmakers. Bob likes football, hunting deer with a shotgun, and thinks Sarah Palin is the bee's knees. Bob's invited to his friend Stu and Mary's for dinner. Little does Bob know the expected dinner of barbecue and beer has been replaced with something with sprouts and a sweet girl from Mary's office named Lindsay. Lindsay is a vegan and dyes her own clothes with gorilla sweat. She greets everyone with a hug. Let's see what happens as Bob and Lindsay meet. Six months later, Bob and Lindsay are engaged. Bob to a waitress he met at Denny's and Lindsay to her college roommate, Stephanie. Stu and Mary are now looking to set up Stu's younger brother, Carl, as soon as he gets out of prison. Since those halcyon days of computer dating, the wacky wall climber, and Saturday morning cartoons, online dating has become the norm. Of course, those early programs ended in hilarious results. This is a new century. The phone in my pocket is powerful enough to hack NORAD. Note, dear cybersecurity people, that's an obvious joke, okay? Half the time my phone doesn't even turn on. Can you fix that? In the decades since green text on a black screen, computer terminals, and clunky VHS recorders, we now live in a world where people can work remotely and not have to wear pants. On my profile, under the section, the most private thing I'm willing to admit, I wrote, is that at this very second, I'm not wearing pants. I am sans pants. I'm recording this fully panted. I wasn't totally okay with online dating, but what's the worst that could happen? Syphilis. Syphilis could happen. 
One time I used the internet to diagnose a cold. WebMD said it was syphilis. How the hell did I have syphilis? I didn't have access to a time machine. At the very least, I figured online dating would be worth it for the stories. So let me tell you about this time I got syphilis. Started out when I met this nice man named Napoleon. All right, that's another episode of OK Stupid, a guide to self-sabotage in the world of online dating. Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to uh, put these out on Wednesdays, so go to iTunes, subscribe to this, write a lovely review. People already have, and I don't even know most of them, so that's really nice. So go ahead, do that, and I want to uh, thank again Mr. Reg Ferguson for lending his voice, and to my sponsor, Marcy Raider. Marcy Raider, the MoPro coach, is a lifestyle trainer for the mobile professionals, helping them be healthy and productive on the road. If you're always traveling, you probably have no choice but to try online dating. What? Okay, check out <laughs> check out her website at www.marcyrader.com. That's M-A-R-C-E-Y-R-A-D-E-R.com. And sign up for her free video series so that you can work well, play more offline, and feel like a badass. I feel like a badass just for saying that. All right. Thanks, everybody. 